When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Taylor. Today, baddies, I have the incredible Vanessa Bartlett, aka The Aquarian, on the show with me. I wanted to ease into the fall with something that was just really lighthearted and uplifting. And whenever I speak with Vanessa, I feel exactly that. I feel so much lighter. I feel uplifted. And I hope our conversations do the same for you. I think that they do because y'all are always on Instagram. Like, where can I find Vanessa? She's not on Instagram, y'all. But she's going to tell you exactly where you can find her. But I invited Vanessa on and asked her to choose a topic that would resonate with everyone in a way to get us excited for the last quarter of the year. I love the last quarter of the year. I'm a true fall gal. If you're a true New Yorker, I mean, look, don't come at me. But I think that the real ones know that the best time of the year is the fall because of the fashion. The boots, the scarves, the coats, the hats. It's just, there's so many options. We can layer. I love the fall. I love the changing foliage. Um, okay, fine. I'm a pumpkin spice girl. I don't go to Starbucks though, but I do love, you know, I love like caramel apples and I love pumpkin pie, whatever. I love the fall. So <laughs> that tangent was hilarious. I love the fall. And so I wanted to get you guys hyped for the fall so you can get excited for the last quarter of the year and feel just like inspired. The reason I love the last quarter of the year is because we can reflect on how our year so far has gone, but then also I like to start thinking about what I want to accomplish in the next year. Like, what do I want for 2024? And so I think that this episode is really going to kind of help everybody get into that mindset because what we're talking about is how to use your sun sign to help you find your purpose in life. And I loved this conversation because, like I said, it's light and it's fun, but it also allows you to reflect on the person that you are, the person that you were, the person that you want to be. And I had so much fun doing the same with all the people in my life. And so you can do the same. You can, like all the people that you love in your life that you've closest to you, that you know their sun sign. It's fun to kind of like sit and be like, yeah, they were that type of person before. And I always see them transforming into this type of person now. And I just think overall, it's a really great time because we're all in our witchy years. (laughs) A large section, I feel like, of millennial and Gen Z women are, you know, we witchy. We like like to do this... uh, you know, connect with the earth, connect with the sun, connect with the stars, connect with a higher spirit, I guess I should say, right? Connect with something that's higher than us. And, um, you know, in this generation, I feel largely we're moving away from organized religion, but you need something, you need something to grasp onto. And I think that this is like a really lighthearted, like I said, fun way to just do some introspection and feel connected to something that's greater than you. So... If this is your first time hearing an episode of Vanessa, she's one of my dearest friends. I've known her for, it must be at least 10 years now. We used to work together. And when I say that, I said this to a friend once. I was like, oh, one of my good friends is a psychic. We used to work together. And she's like, Elizabeth, you were a psychic. You were. (laughs) But we used to waitress together back in the day. And this is something that I really didn't know about her until after we 
didn't work together anymore, that she had these abilities and that she was really into spiritualism. But I think it was during the pandemic, our friendship really reignited. And, um, you know, she helped me really, I guess, like have my spiritual awakening and learn more about spirituality and meditation and connecting with myself. And like I said before, connecting with something that's greater than myself. And so she's one of my favorite people to be on the show. Um, She's an astrologer. No, she's an astrology enthusiast. As I said before, she's a psychic. She's an entrepreneur. She's a podcaster. She's been on the show many times before. So if you like this episode, then go back and check out the 10 or so other episodes with with Vanessa from over the years. Y'all are going to love those too. Since we cover a lot in today's episode, we're jumping over my favorite segment, the uh, Beauty Baddie Hall of Fame inductee. I know. I know. It's rude. (laughs) I'm sorry. Next week, I promise we're going to have a baddie to induct, but this was a long conversation, so I wanted to, you know, speed it up a little bit. Before we jump into our conversation, real, real quick, I have a question to ask of you. It's really a favor. If you find value in today's show, please, if you would do me the favor to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would love it so, so much. It sounds weird, but a five-star review is the easiest way for you to help me grow my show and the audience and this beauty body community. So do that for me. I love you guys. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're speaking with the insightful and incredible Vanessa Bartlett, aka The Aquarian. Okay, would you like to introduce yourself to the baddies? Hey everybody, it's Vanessa and I'm super glad to be back on True Beauty Podcast with Elizabeth and I'm really excited about this episode today. It should be a lot of fun. I'm excited because, so generally when I have you on the show, I just say like, Vanessa, do you want to come back? What are we going to chat about? And today we went through a couple different uh, topics and we were cycling through and we were like, what do we really think that people, one is it's something that's nice and light and fun. High vibe. High vibe. High vibe. <laughs> Venus just got out of retrograde. Mercury still in retrograde. High vibe. <laughs> so um, tell us about what we're going to be chatting about today. Well, first, tell them, okay, if this is their first time listening, if uh, if they're not yet a beauty baddie, if this is somebody's yeah. first time listening to the show, will you tell everybody, what do you do? What makes you so special? Why do I have you here telling us about what you're going to tell us about? Yeah. So I'm a psychic and a tarot reader, um, a card reader which is different than tarot and a, an astrologer. So I do a lot of different stuff with spirituality. It's all kind of different patterns and languages for me. And uh, yeah, we just come onto the show together and talk about whatever psychic conversation I can think of that I think everybody will enjoy. Today is going to be about sun signs because I felt like all of the beauty baddies are kind of badass boss babes, you know, like a lot of you are probably trying to live your best life or embrace your best self or, you know, go uh, as far as you can in your career or or as far as you can in your aspirations. And the sun sign is all about that. So I wanted to bring that up today and have us kind of go over what I feel every zodiac sign maybe needs to embrace about themselves. Uh, maybe there's some things that you didn't know you should embrace or that would help you with your purpose in life and uh, you know, give, you, give yourself something to go towards if you feel, maybe there's certain things that some of you may feel like, oh, I didn't know I was allowed to feel that way or to go that direction. I love this because especially in New York, there's so many different ways to make money. And I love meeting people because they tell you what they do and you're just like, that's a job? Somebody pays you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's you only know what you know, right? So it takes somebody like telling you 
that a career is an option or a career is even a thing. Or, you know, some people just come from families who want them to do certain things, you know, or certain professions. And maybe your heart wants something more creative. And so you just need somebody to kind of give you a little push, a little tap. And like, maybe this is something that might tickle your fancy. So I love this. Yeah. And also, this is said a lot, but I want to reiterate that purpose does not necessarily mean career. It's that Mm. your career is something that you aspire to, or it's something you feel pride in, or it's your reputation with other people. So it's a really big deal to all of us. It's what's called the 10th house, which is an angle in the chart. And all the angles are the most sensitive areas. It's where we really can go out into the world and who we are as people, um, our private lives, our relationships and our careers are the most sensitive areas in our lives. So even though your purpose doesn't have to be your career, I would definitely suggest because the sun sign is your purpose that you look into the purpose of the sun sign so that your career feels more fulfilling. Mm. That's the difference. You know, some people, I mean, if you think about it, like there are certain careers that, you know, even if it is your purpose, most people wouldn't want to do them, you know, like not everybody wants to do doctors without borders, you know, not everybody wants to be a, 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 an air force army uh, person. Not everybody wants to do certain extreme things, you know? And, and you know, what's really funny about purpose is there's one thing that people mention that it isn't a career in purpose that's supposed to encompass all purposes. And that's being a mother or being a parent. And Mm. that is a purpose. You can have that as your purpose in life, but I just want to make sure everyone knows that that's not the only thing in terms of purpose that doesn't have to do with money that can Mm -hmm. be your purpose. You know, I think that's just kind of the catch all one that people use as like being coming a parent. Yeah. And also thank you for saying that because it's such a millennial slash capitalist way for me to look at it as like your purpose is your career. And that is not the truth. So thank you for slapping my behind back real quick. I had, yeah. I mean, that's that. Yeah. Elder millennial, especially (laughs) coming from the boomers. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. it's all about who you're going to be in terms of money and in terms of, you know, security. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's also why I think a lot of people on that listen to your podcast would want to hear what their purpose is, because it makes it so much better to uh, infuse your purpose into your work, even if it doesn't seem like they would go together or to infuse it just into your everyday life, because your purpose actually can be felt every single day, just like the sun. And the sun is the most important, it's not a planet, but we call it a planet in in short terms in your chart, because without the sun, there would be no planets, there would be no earth, there would be no anything. So it's what you project out into the world. And what astrologers call the sun in terms of like a archetypal uh, idea is what you're becoming. It's what Mm. you are, your integrity, it's who you're turning into and what you're learning in this lifetime. So every single step that you take as the sun is learning something new about yourself or becoming that thing. Your moon is who you used to be and your past and potentially your past lives. So that's why the moon, sometimes people can um, feel more in tune with because it's a natural instinct in them or it's the natural response that they have to things. Whereas their sun is what they'll put on top of the moon, right? Like you can't, you know, the, the sun blocks everything out. And that's what every day, you know, if you're living in your integrity and you're in your purpose, you're walking towards. Oh, my goodness. First, I was going to ask you this question. So thank you for even for jumping yeah. right straight there. But that's really beautiful. And just the other day, I was wondering if the sun is a star or if it's a planet. It's a star. Okay. Thank it's called you. a luminary. Like, yeah. Mm, the mm-hmm. Planets are, well, the, pla- the word planet means wandering star. So being on earth, they look like they're wandering because they're orbiting the sun, which is also going around us, even though they're not orbiting the earth. Mm-hmm. But anything that's like a satellite, like the moon 
or a star, we call a luminary. And then all of the planets are Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, you know, on and on out. Mm-hmm. So then whatever um, circles a star, whereas the satellites usually circle a planet. Mm. All right, girl. Well, let's jump in. I'm excited. This is going to be great. It's the greatest gravitational pull. You know, the star has the greatest gravitational pull. So it's the strongest thing. It's the most powerful thing. Like a luminary or a satellite going around a planet isn't strong. Like the planet isn't strong enough to stay in a stationary place for another satellite to go around it. You know, that's how incredible it is. It also makes sense because I never really understood how your other um, placements really affect you. Do you know? Because... I guess a regular person, right? A regular person generally knows what their sign is, their astrological sign, even if they don't believe in it, even if, you know, whatever. They generally know their astrological sign. Yeah. Once you start to dig a little bit deeper, when somebody asks you what your birthday, time, date and time of birth is. <laughs> exactly. Well, birth time and location. Yeah. Yeah. Your birthday yeah. will say the, the zodiac sign. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And you start to dig a little bit deeper, but it's it doesn't really mean much because it's it was all, I guess it's all like new, right? Just like I spent 35 years just being an Aries. And then the last two is like, I got all these other things too. What do they mean? Oh, you so, mean you, yeah, you just came to them. You just me, found out But just like, are. I think that kind of probably most people, unless you were born in the year 2000, probably walked around just knowing like, you know, oh, I'm a Pisces or oh, I'm a whatever, but like didn't really know. Look, people asking what time you were born really surfaced for the general zeitgeist the last like five to 10 years, you know? Yeah, for the general zeitgeist. Yeah, but it's been around for 4,500 years. Well, yeah, I'm saying that general zeitgeist i'm saying that we can talk out into the world and everybody knows what we're saying that there's actually from you know the 18th century people have known their zodiac sign so horoscopes have been in newspapers in america since the 19th century so we've known our sun sign for a crazy long time the rest of it you're right most people don't know just simply because most people aren't interested They're more Mm. interested in personalities, which is the zodiac signs, which the zodiac sign gives you an archetypal personality. It's kind of like if I were to paint an entire room one color, we could talk about that color. But if we were to wallpaper it and or or paint it with all different colors, it'd be a much more dynamic room. Right. So people want to make a quick assumption and they want to read something fast and they want to assume that astrology should be easy or just knowing the zodiac signs will make them understand a person better. When actually it, it sort of dilutes the entire thing because it's a massive language. Like you say you're an Aries, but I bet you anything that in your what's called a progress chart, you're probably a Taurus now. Mm. Yeah. So what your natal chart is, which is the chart that we ask you to look at, you know, for me to know your natal planets, uh, it's your birthday, your birth time and your location. That's a snapshot of when you were born, the day you were born. So I know more about your childhood and your natural way of being, but you grow throughout life. And that's the progress chart. The progress chart watches your emotional growth. Mm. Then you see the solar arc chart, which can predict the future for you and things that you're going to go through. Solar return is a brand new natal chart every year. If you want to talk about, we, we don't have to talk about dating, but if you wanted to talk about you and another person, you'd talk about synastry. And if you want to see how both of you work together, it's a composite chart. There's an insane amount of information that it's very hard to wrap your head around. It's like somebody, because you don't, most people don't look at it like calculus or like, like, you know, incredible math. They go, oh, well, it's, it's addition. And it's like, no, it's not. Addition. It's a way we have to talk to you in addition because you don't know anything else. So yeah. we can't talk to you about all these other things unless you come for a chart reading and then maybe you understand a little bit more. Wowza. 
Okay. Let's just dive in. Like, there's nothing else for me to say, Vanessa. You take us on this ride. Yeah, sure. And I wanted to let everybody know I am opening up uh, for astrology re- readings as well as doing tarot readings too. So if anybody is curious about uh, more about their natal chart or more about who they are as a person and want to see things coming up, you're more than welcome to check that out on my website. But I wanted to start with the what actually a sign is. So a sign is made of two things. One thing you know, which is an element. It's the four elements. So fire, air, earth, water, right? So that's what most people know. You would say you're a fire sign. I would say I'm an air sign. But the thing that most people don't know is that there's another component to it, which makes the fire signs different from each other, which makes the air signs different from each other. It's called modalities. Mm -hmm. So the modality combined with the element makes a specific sign. Okay, so you're an Aries. So you Mm -hmm. would be a fire sign, but the modality would be cardinal. I just found this out recently. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Come through yeah. Cardinal. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so that's like, if you, if you think about it, it's like, well, why would a Leo be differentiated from a Sagittarius from a, except that you, we've all decided that these are all their personalities. Nobody just decides a personality. It's all off of chemistry or off of the things that we put together out of like building blocks of things. You know, Leo isn't just dramatic. It's a uh, fire fixed sign. So that means it's a it's a fire, meaning it wants to self-express. It wants to let people see what it has inside the, the heart-centered person plus a fixed goal or a fixed location. So it wants to continuously do something. It doesn't want to restart. It doesn't want to end. So it's different than an Aries, which wants to start things while it self-expresses. You know, mm-hmm. so these are this is the differences. So I wanted to start with the sun signs in terms of their modality, because if you know your modality, then you will have a much clearer idea of what makes you feel fulfilled in your career if we're talking about a sun sign, right? Because the sun sign, again, is what you're becoming. And it's it's a lot of times your career. So let's start with the cardinal signs. Like you said, you're an Aries. Libra is also a cardinal sign. Come through Cancer cardinal. and Capricorn. Yep. So these are all the four cardinal signs. If you are any of those signs, Aries, Libra, Capricorn, or Cancer, You are very good at leading things, starting things, but not good at sustaining things or ending things. So if you feel burnt out, it's probably because you're locked on something for too long. If you are not excited anymore, it's probably because it either needs to end or you need to get away from it, or it's changing in a way that you aren't excited about. So do you, does any of that resonate with you since you're a cardinal sign? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not ending things is very funny because it's like, that's something that I've realized obviously recently. Yeah. But after ending a a very long relationship that in all honesty, I knew should have ended far, like far before it actually had ended. Yeah. Even like the studio, you know, I knew that Mm -hmm. I needed to end that far before it ended. I closed it and girl starting things. Come on. Yeah. Cup of tea. Exactly. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Give me something new. (laughs) And you know, we can, we can label that as we were talking about this um, before we started recording, but we can label that as ADHD. We can label that as certain, as certain qualities that are uh, ineffective or not good for the corporate world, right? Because you're supposed to just show up and do your job and do the same thing every day and be fine with that. And that doesn't, that's not how uh, a third of the energy works, you know, so, or even two thirds of the energy, only one third of the energy works like that. So it's accepting that you're a visionary. You're a person who likes to instigate. You want, you want to start it. You want to see it go your way. And then you want to pass it off. 
And when it comes to, you know, what you're becoming, you're becoming a person who's able to bring things into life. That's fire. You know, it's like breathing things into life, spark of life. Right. And then that spark of life will take on a life of its own. And as long as it can, you know, burn on its own, it's allowed to stay. Right. Mm. It's just that when you have to constantly fix, manage and control it, or if you have to constantly change it, or if you're having to constantly look at it, then it can become a problem. You can get yourself burnt out. Mm -hmm. If you're one of these four signs and you're not in a place like me and Elizabeth that can pass these things off because, you know, that's just the way life is. Money is money or time is time or, you know, there's certain things, uh, reasons we can't do certain things. Just know that it's not something you want forever and it's not something you should plan on forever. You should uh, forgive yourself for the fact that this just is not your energy. It's just something you have to do maybe for the time being, but the goal should be to delegate. Mm -hmm. Yes, girl, delegate. Yes. Like affirm me. I want to delegate so bad. <laughs> oh my God. Delegation. It's, it's something that is very difficult for me and it's something I'm really learning how to do. And especially in like building this second business, everything that I'm doing, I'm thinking, how am I going to pass this off to somebody else? Yeah. Which is the opposite of what I thought the first time. I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we're, we're all, that's the dream of capitalism, right? That's what a lot of us are, are having to push against when we find our purpose or when we accept our energy is that you're supposed to be able to do this forever. First of all, if you want to grow, you've got to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to grow personally, now, if you, you're trying to grow, you know, a, uh, a business that the resources are just needed by other people, then yeah, you fit. That's, that's when we get to the fixed signs, you know, you're just doing the same thing and replenishing it right? So that people can keep having it. But cardinal signs need to vision, boom, there it is. Uh, let's get input from other people or let's like work towards this. And I'm going to move on to the next thing for vision so it can go in there, but I'm not, you know? Yeah. So let's see the, the fixed signs. So the fixed signs are Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio. These four signs are, are signs that like to replenish things. They like to stay with things. I'm a Leo rising so even though I'm a Libra, I, I'm a starter, I do see things like in front of me as uh, goals that I want to, I want to attain, but like they're never going to be attained because they're always going to keep moving in towards the future because I want to forever do this thing. So when I stop doing something, it is so difficult for me because I have to let it all go and almost take like months off just to recuperate and then kind of come back up with a new goal or a new, a new, um, pursuit that's supposed to be a lifelong pursuit again. Mm. So these aren't easy changers. They don't, they don't like uh, change because what they want to do is what they want to do. And that's the kind of capitalistic energy that works in this world because you're always showing up to succeed. You're always showing up to replenish or you're, you're forever okay with doing the same thing and expressing yourself. And, this, and it doesn't mean that certain things don't change about you, but it's this goal or this direction that needs to continue moving forward. Mm. Does that sound like anybody in your life, a Leo, Aquarian, Taurus, or a Scorpio? I fucks hard with Leos. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> it's my dad. Yeah, my dad is a Leo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all my homegirls, my close, close homegirls are Leos. And my other close homegirl is an Aquarius, which actually just like, I think is a my Leo sister. Too. Yeah. Yeah. My sister's Leo. And then my other close homie is an Aquarius. And like all of my other homegirls are Leos. And so I always just attribute it to that we're all, all fire signs. But um, I think it's also because I'm always starting, like starting, right? And kind of burning out, they're just there, like, girl, you could do it. 
You could do it. You got this. Yeah. Stick with it. You got this, girl. Keep keep stick it moving. I believe with it. it. Yeah. See, that's the exact words for it is stick with it. That's that is well, especially a Leo because they want to see you succeed. But all the other signs as well are just stick with it. We're staying with it. We've got to stay with it. You know, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. But the fire in them helps flame the ego, right? And the ego, especially if it's healthy and it feels good, needs something to help flame it because it is hard to continue things. So Leos are really good at giving you confidence or giving you that extra boost to move forward because fire is meeting fire. And also Aquarius, like I didn't, it, one of my good friends is an Aquarius and I never really hung out with Aquariuses before. And because it, like I just said, it fucks hard with Leos. So I was just like, an Aquarius though? All right, Liz mm-hmm. John. It's been 10 years. So I guess we're really friends, but this is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Aquarian, I mean, that's another area that a lot of people don't know about with astrology is what's called aspects. And Aquarius to Aries specifically is sextile. So they are a helpful sign to you or someone that maybe gives you good input or good ideas or makes you feel safe to be weird or different or yes. unique, you know? So that helps in, in Aries as well, because in Aries is learning about themselves, learning about who they are, you know? So an Aquarian being, you know, I'm fine with who I am or, or doing more offbeat things makes it a little easier for Aries to be kind of maybe sort of offbeat, maybe not as much as an Aquarian, but you don't feel so weird. <laughs> yeah. But also the same is like, girl, you got this. Keep going. Keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. I believe in you. You could keep doing yes. it. Absolutely. Yeah. All of, yeah. Aquarians and Leos, especially Scorpios and Tauruses are people who will continuously put into something. So they will, um, Scorpios will continuously put in their emotions or put in their um, loyalty or put in their two cents or their, um, you know, anything to keep the other person going. But that's like more of like their emotional resource or their internal resource. And a Taurus will put in money, will put in time, will put in effort, will, you know, um, give what they think is valuable to another person in order to keep it going. A Taurus is also a fixed sign, you said? Mm -hmm. My other best friend is a Taurus. So you have a lot of fixed signs in your life. This is very interesting. Yeah, you might have Taurus in your uh, in your natal chart. You probably Taurus do. Taurus Venus girl. There you go. Exactly. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Taurus. Yes, and that's interesting because your Venus sign squares these Leos. I'm not going to go into aspects because I know I'm going to go over everybody's heads. But that's uh, that's an, a time maybe well, when I do my next season. I think I'm going to be doing astrology, so we'll be going over all that. But. That would be, if I were to look at your chart, I would say that might be a contentious point, but because it's friends, a lot of times those squaring people, even if they're good for your son, they can give you um, the insight that's harder to hear Yes, or they can push you in a way that maybe a significant other, you just take it badly, you know, and it gives you, yeah, right. Like it gives you like, I want to, I want to compete with this or I want to live up to this. Well, it's funny because I love Leo women. So like as my friends, I shouldn't even say women, just as my friends so much, I thought like maybe I should date a Leo man. And I would, Leo men, I was just like, yo, get out of my face. Bye. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> You're not nearly obsessed with me enough. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. They square your Taurus. They square your Taurus. And that's, that's where values lie. And it's, and it has value since it's in Taurus, right? So mm. Venus is, is the um, planet of what you value. And Taurus is a sign of value, valuing yourself. So if somebody needs more attention or more um, of the stage, it would annoy you because mm-hmm. it's not, a, it's not about even, it's not even about 
Well, honestly, if you're a Venus Taurus, it's like, it's more about me. <laughs> like you, you gotta, you gotta come, to, especially a woman. It's like, you gotta come down here, court me, please. I yeah. prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. I love this. And then we get to mutable signs. So the mutable signs are Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces. And this energy is a changing energy. So it's sort of similar to cardinal, except they take what a cardinal made and they either refine it or change it or add to it or allow it to be flexible. So these are people who need to be able to have changeable jobs. This is okay. Actually, a lot of times when I do career readings, it is so incredible when I tell a mutable sign that you do not have to go onto the career track that everybody goes on, you don't have to become CEO of your own company. You can hop around. You can learn different things. All you need to do is once you soak it all up, put it on the resume and then you can have a whole different experience. So, you know, there's just this, like we said, this capitalistic perspective, like I'm going to start from the bottom and make it to the top, you know, and, and that's what it does in education too. That's what we do is we're spending so much money to be somebody that we better, we might as well, you know, keep going with it all the way. But the point for a mutable sign is to intake as much information as they can, or as much um, emotion as they can, or as much imagination as they can, and then create whatever has been made, whatever has been fixed and stabilized, and make it so that it can keep uh, moving with people or moving with the times or moving with energy, you know, if it stays fixed, eventually, like all the fixed signs, eventually something's going to have to change. They aren't changing it. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. not changing. So mutable signs have got to be there to be like, okay, this is Gemini's, especially like, this is the information from the outside. These are new. This is new information we've got to implement in here. This is new stuff that we're hearing about or Pisces. Like we got to have this different kind of imagination. The, the fantasies have shifted. The needs have shifted, you know, of the, of the collective conscious and Virgo is like, oh, well, th- this detail is off or this, this internal quality is wrong or the maintenance is difficult. Or we got to upgrade our software systems. And Sagittarius is like, we have to expand to new horizons. We have to think about what these other countries are doing or what these other companies are doing. And so it keeps everything moving like water. If, if water stays still, if it's fixed, it gets bacteria and it's no longer um, drinkable. That's why it's mm-hmm. constantly moving. That's the whole, I mean, I don't, there's no reason behind move, like moving water, but it's, if it's not moving, we don't survive. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why like knowing that, you know, you knowing more and changing and deciding to shift jobs and taking what you learned and becoming a whole you know role that maybe nobody's ever heard of. That's actually a equality of yours. That's really good. And you shouldn't push it down. You should consider yourself a really malleable, flexible person. That's very cool, especially because I think that the signs that you just, well, specifically like Pisces and Gemini ha- can be very, uh, they're perceived to be very like flighty. Yeah. Flaky and flighty and superficial. Yeah. yeah. But I like that it, it actually isn't that at all. Do you know what I mean? It's more just, you got to keep it moving. Well, and from one, and from an Aries perspective, who cares? Like, that's just what other people think about you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and to, to think about what everybody else is thinking is going to create a, a, what a fragment in your ego. So it's like, Oh, well, you know, what if they think I'm a Gemini superficial person? Like that's why astrology is so important when you get deeper down into it, because it's not such a blanketed idea. Like we think, you know, all Leos are dramatic. We think, you know, all Libras are flirty, you know, like these, these are the, the um, superficial uh, conversations that we have. Like Gemini's 
are incredibly smart. Like they're one of the smartest uh, people, not even just the sun. If you're a rising, if you have a Mercury Gemini, you are insanely smart. So you're outpacing everybody. So everyone's boring you. <laughs> like So <laughs> other people think you're flaky, they're boring. You know, Pisces too. Pisces finds people boring because they don't live on a fantasy level. They aren't, they aren't the imagination that they can see. So Pisces are some of the best drawers, the best, um, or illustrators, the best, uh, mus- musicians or, or, uh, lyric writers, mm. because they can get into the collective conscious and the experience of what, you know, the ideal can be. And that's why we all feel so called to that person because we want to be the ideal as well. We want to be on a pedestal, you know? So, so I think a lot of times we label people, label the Zodiacs based on the relationships we've had with them. And we're like, Oh, you, you're this. And, and, or Aries can be super mean. People are always so shocked to find out that I'm an Aries. They're like, but you're so nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. You're very nice. Um, I have to work on it. Oh, Vanessa. I totally Like, did. I didn't hear that. No, I didn't. Yeah, you're very nice. In, in my microphone, we did not hear that. <laughs> I mean, I'm an Aries moon, so I guess that's why I'm laughing, because yeah. I, am, I can be sharp as hell. My, my well, I can mother- be. That's, well, that's the thing, girl. I can be. Right. Well, that can be what I want to be. I could kill you. (laughs) Right. That's what's interesting is that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between the sun and the moon. The sun is you're working towards an integrity. The moon is who you naturally are. So if I'm a Libra sun and so I'm working towards my Libra integrity, then my natural state is Aries. So my natural state is biting you. Like that's my natural state is to isolate and bite. And so I have this motto in my head. I'm like, I'm only nice twice. I'm really nice twice. So it's just like I totally get it. Like, my, <laughs> oh, that's so not even my integrity, man. It's not even my integrity. It's just like I'm gonna be socially acceptable twice. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with <laughs> or me. I pop off. I'll like, kill you. Exactly. So let's talk about the integrity of each of these uh, signs individually, so that you can see, you know, more specifically to you, on top of this energy, what it is that your gift and purpose is in the world. So wait, so, sorry. There's three. Modalities. Okay. Modalities. Yeah. Four elements, three modalities, yes. 12 signs. Yes. Got this. Okay. And if anybody's like looking, looking into it and like trying to learn uh, astrology, you'll also hear them as triplicities and quadruplicities. That's their traditional words. And then we call them elements and uh, modalities as well. Okay. They're interchangeable. So an Aries, an Aries gift for itself is independence and courage. So that is what your sun sign is trying to cultivate inside of you. Your gift is also your purpose because your purpose is really what you are giving to the world and what you enjoy the world getting from you. So it's that's why the purpose is, is something you really want to aspire to or people really want to aspire to because it feels so good. It's kind of like charity work, but it's not so one-sided, you know, and, and not to say that Charity work doesn't fill your heart with, uh, you know, beauty and song. I mean, but a Zodiac, one or two Zodiac signs, it really fills their heart. But for everybody else, there's other things that they want to give the world that um, makes them feel good that they gave it to the world. And also the world is better off because they, people like this are, are giving it to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So an Aries gift is independence and courage. And the reason that is, is because there's a lot of people that need to see you be brave. There's a lot of people that are too scared to go to places that you're willing to go to. And so if you embody that integrity and you keep walking towards that bravery, you're at the same time being an example for other people that it's not so scary. 
It's not, you're not going to die. You will make it over. And even if you fail, you've learned something. You've learned more about yourself. So Aries is all about self-discovery. And it's giving other people the inspiration to discover more about themselves. Right on. I've got no notes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Check. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get a Taurus. Since you have a Taurus friend, um, I'm curious what you have to say about this. Okay. I have a couple of Taurus friends. I would say this is definitely what they experienced. So a Taurus is all about value. And it's about valuing valuing yourself. So your gift is loving yourself. A lot of times when you are in a state of asleep, like we were talking about Aries can get mean or isolating. That can be like an asleep state, let's call that, or an unconscious state. And you move towards integrity by being independent and courageous. So Taurus can be like, um, my values are my values and I'm going to defend my values. So if anybody brings their values in, they can, you know, kind of cut them off and say, no, this isn't what I want. It's my, it's kind of my way or the highway sort of thing. Right. Yes. So when they start to, let's say, awaken or move towards their integrity, they recognize that loving themselves is an inside job and they open up to other people's values and state that those values are just important as theirs. So like, for example, my uh, boyfriend, I get, him, get on him all the time about being healthy. We got to stretch. We got to, you know, I'm not great at it, but I'm just like, we've got to do all these things. We have to be healthy, but to eat healthy, blah, 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 blah. But oh my God, do I value it when sometimes he brings home Popeye's. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll put my value down for your value. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so funny. It's so silly, but that's true. It's like, I, if I have that Taurus mentality or more asleep mentality in that way. It's like, no, that's not what I said I wanted. We can't do that. You know, and it's opening yourself up to what other people need too. And what you do with that purpose is by loving yourself, which is through the five physical physical senses and through self-comfort, right? You're feeding yourself, you're um, being artistic with your hands, hobbies, um, uh, beauty, self, uh, self-care in terms of the body, anything to do with something that feels like you're giving affection to yourself or you're caring about yourself. That is your inspiration for other people to take care of themselves. There's a lot of people out there that have no sense of self-love or or feel very afraid of self-love, feel very afraid that if they love themselves, then it won't give other people the, the, uh, the impetus to love them the way that they want to be loved, right? So they stay empty And they stay wanting other people to fill them up because they can't fill themselves up. They can't give Mm. themselves what they need. So a Taurus is showing other people that it's just as fulfilling to give yourself what you need. And then when another person comes along, you just get double of what you need instead of Mm. waiting for somebody just to give you something to start with. You know, you're Mm. kind of on the floor and, you know, there's so many of us because love is such a, we were talking about this earlier too, loneliness, you know, love is such a, a hard thing for us to experience with somebody else because we're afraid that if we don't give them some task or if we don't have something for them, if we aren't exemplary or if we aren't, you know, meeting some kind of standard that they won't love us. And so we have no love inside of us. And so Taurus's purpose is to show that love is fulfilling whether you're with somebody or not. Mm. That's beautiful. I think that my friend is learning that right now. Mm-hmm. A lot. That's what they're learning. That's what they're becoming. Yeah. She's going through that right this moment. And I'm looking forward to telling her that later. Oh, I love it. Maybe she'll hear it out here. (laughs) Maybe she'll hear it out here. (laughs) A couple of my friends, it's really beautiful after like really learning what the sun sign is 
to watch myself, all of us. It's so interesting to watch us go from this more unconscious, not reactive, because that's the moon, but just more um, like trying to get through the world in a way that's more sabotaging than it is intentional. This mm-hmm. is what who I am, whether you like it or not, or whether, you know, I'm, I, this is me at my best and me feeling my best and, and doing my best. And, yeah. you know, whatever happens after that is casualties or, or blessings. It's just, you know, what, what it is. So the next sign would be Gemini. Do you know Gemini's? I do. My dad's a Gemini. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I think most of my relationships have been with Gemini's, which is funny. Not Aquarians. Uh, mm. Just the, yeah. Out of the two el- other air elements, it's just Gemini. So Gemini, like I said, very, very, very smart. So what they'll tend to do, if it's a, an unconscious habit, sometimes they'll try to steer the conversation or they'll try to, you know, information dump, or they will try to uh, make the conversation something around the information that they have and what they want to talk about. And then it can seem superficial or they can feel disconnected from other people or they don't know, you know, why they don't have friends or why they can't connect to people because they do know that they have, you know, something to offer and that they are fun and they are playful. What they actually should be doing, their purpose and their gift is their intelligence, their quick wit, is to allow other people to start the conversation or to steer the conversation because they are so ridiculously smart about so many different things that they then build a real relationship with people off of common interests rather than on what they, you know, want to give as an information or the the thing that they learned just now or the thing that they have been studying forever. So then they become that, like, you know, um, this is a bad term, but like the man's man or the woman's woman or like somebody who you're just like, wow, like I I can bring up anything. You kind of understand it or you sort of, and you give people that uh, permission and inspiration to play to keep their mind flexible and limber, to get curious about things, you know, because now they want to keep up with you. Now they want to, they have a buddy that can, you know, go back and forth with them on something that's really fun for them. That is 100% Kevin Taylor. And my mom is listening (sighs) to this episode, I know, and she's laughing her butt off because that is 100% Kevin Taylor. (laughs) I love that you call her out by name. Kevin, that is you. (laughs) Yeah, that's so my dad. It's so good because like we would... My my dad's an engineer, and so growing up, you know, we would ask like a, a simple question, like, "Dad, what's what makes thunder?" And he'd be like, "Well, thunder is when you know, like, go into this complete yeah. scientific explanation that's way over the head of a three year old, and then he would have to figure out how to make it like digestible for a child. Yeah. And the more I grew up, and obviously the more he grew up, the more fun <laughs> my dad became. Yeah, and. Fun, but also like my, I, this is so funny. I think that my dad is so smart. I think like, and he is, he's very, very smart, but, and he's smart in the way that he gets you to want to, yeah, get excited. Get smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Get smarter. Exactly. I'm going to get trivia this week, dad. Like I'm honestly, (laughs) honestly, I was telling one of my clients cause she was was talking about TikTok and I was like, I don't watch TikTok, but my dad, what does? And he watches like MIT robotics videos. And I guess they're like 30 minutes long. And she was like, I want to go watch MIT robotics videos. (laughs) Like it's working on the side. Curiously, you know, you know what I know? I know this. So good. So good. I love it. So the next uh, Zodiac sign are cancers. Cancers probably, I mean, they probably would appreciate that I say this, but they have probably the hardest time emotionally of all the signs, maybe except for Pisces. Scorpio is pretty intense too, but cancer is, can be very self-involved with their emotions uh, when they're in a more unconscious state. When they feel something, they're very protective of that feeling. 
And because of that, they can then block everybody else's feelings out. So, you know, if, if I need to talk about something and I'm feeling in a certain way, but the person who's a cancer doesn't feel that way or doesn't want that thing or is like that is not their mood, my mood may get shut out. Or everybody's supposed to focus on how they're feeling or everyone's supposed to understand. They need people to be very intuitive about their emotions. And a lot of times cancers will do things for you that they want you to do for them, mm. but they don't consider whether you want it or not. It's more this, this is what I want. So then you must want this. And then I want that back. Do that back mm. for me. That's what I want. <laughs> you know, like, so they, they're trying to like almost train you to get mm. you to do. And I had a, an old roommate. She wasn't a cancer, but she uh, had uh, cancer placements, Venus and Mars. And I would watch, you know, and I watched her kind of get out of it too. And she's like, wow, I, I keep doing these things for people. And at first you can say, well, I'm doing all this stuff for people and no one's doing anything back. And it's like, she realized I didn't realize other people don't actually necessarily want that thing. Like I didn't get that. Like, you know, so that's the thing. It's like this sort of emotional either manipulation or just it's a lot of emotional perception. So that's why it's like, how can I get you, you know, to be on my mood or to be, you know, to recognize me. But mm -hmm. this is the thing. Your superpower is emotional perception. And the best thing you can do and the purpose for a cancer is to get outside of your emotions and to focus on other people's pain. So mm. it's not to say we're inviting people in like, this is why this one's tricky. I'm not saying stay with your toxic relationship. I'm not saying, you know, with your toxic friendships or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is that this is a real career one. You might want to become a nurse or you might want to become, you know, uh, a, a doctor or a counselor, or you need to have uh, a safe place to feel for other people. And to let that side of you out so that you're not so concaved in on your own emotions. Mm. This is going to sound really bad, but I, I used to watch uh, dog training shows. <laughs> and there was, you know, there's certain dogs that need to do something. Like they cannot handle not being in charge of something or like tending to something or watching for something. So this trainer would put this pack on the dog's back so that he, it felt like it was taking was something. Working. something. Yeah. yeah. Working That's dogs. a lot like a cancer. They are entrepreneurs. They are great at owning businesses because they're mothers. You know, they have to pour all of their attention and their energy into something. So if you don't have something to pour your energy and attention into, you're going to, you're going to turn into the baby. You revert mm. back into the baby and you want everybody to, to pay attention to you. So that's why it's kind of hard because when it comes to emotions, they can feel really, really real and you can want everybody to focus on them. But that doesn't mean that you're going to have these deeper relationships. It just means that, you know, it, we're now just sort of revolving around your mood. Mm -hmm. So I hope that any cancer listening is not, my boyfriend's a cancer. My best friend's a cancer. That's probably why I know this so well. You're like, I don't hate cancers. Like, I love I you guys. Don't. I do. I love you guys. Like she is my soulmate and he is my soulmate. So it's not, it's just, I've recognized these things and uh, I've had to be, not with, well, my best friend, obviously friends are different than, you know, um, romantic relationships. But that's, you know, that's the uh, evolution I saw her go through is, mm -hmm. you know, I feel what I feel, but that doesn't mean that, that then everybody has got to feel what I feel. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm feeling what everybody else feels. So shouldn't they feel what I feel? And it's like, no, 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 you probably do need to separate this with a job or like a baby or like a, <laughs> a business or something. You probably you need to get it outside of you. Yeah. You need to focus on the outside. Okay, so with that said, let's take a really quick break. And when we come back, I feel like this is a good point because we're kind of like in the middle of summer. And we'll come back and we'll finish the rest of the Zodiacs. 
On today's episode, Vanessa and I are talking about aspiring to become the best versions of ourselves. And sometimes to do that, it means that we need to break bad habits, which can be really difficult. But today's sponsor has looked at the problem of breaking bad habits in a different way. Fume knows that not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from the habit? So, Fume is an innovative, award-winning device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. Love that. You guys get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit that you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial, and it's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. So y'all know that I am very much prone to anxiety, especially after finding out that my moon is in Gemini, right? So I love to use my fume as I'm pacing back and forth in my apartment, like thinking about all the crazy things that are going on in my mind. It just allows me to do something with my hands and starts to help my mind slow down and it's really nice. Stopping is something that we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and it has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code TRUEBEAUTY to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. (laughs) That's tryfum.com and use code TRUEBEAUTY to save an additional 10% off your order today. One more time, guys. Head to tryfume.com slash truebeauty. Use code TRUEBEAUTY and save an additional 10% off of your order today. Baddies, we're back. We're back with Vanessa. Today we're talking about modalities, elements, and how to use your sign to find your purpose. So we're on Leo now, and you have so many Leos in your life, so this might mm. be very interesting for you. So it's true. An unconscious or a, a sleep or whatever Leo is dramatic. Um, it's dramatic, but it's dramatic comes in so many forms. You know, we look at dramatic and we think throwing things or, you know, being on a reality TV show. Dra- being dramatic is also giving the silent treatment or cutting somebody off. You know, like there's all forms of drama. So, you know, it's anything that kind of uh, inflicts some sort of, you know, uh, harsh feeling or um, wanting to come back and and, and explain yourself or making things bigger in some way, even if it doesn't seem big to the Leo. So that's sometimes why it's a little hard to self-reflect in that way, um, because you don't want to think, oh, it's just this blanketed drama thing, which it's not. So it's more about wanting attention for what you're good at and what you want to express in life. And because maybe, I mean, we can always go back to childhood, but let's just say it's probably your parents or, you know, how you grew up that was either not really seeing you for your attention or maybe only had their attention on you. And it could have been bad attention. It could have been constantly telling you were wrong or, or that you always have to be better at things or, 
or never really giving you um, a positive feedback. So you might take up space in a way that isn't, you know, the best for everybody in the room. And that's how you kind of lose friends or, you know, uh, things start to fall apart. So your purpose is the self-confidence that you have, but it's also infusing self-confidence into other people. So that's the whole point. It's like, it's when you create a stage for other people or when you applaud other people and there's more people in the room succeeding or at least feeling like they, they can or feeling like their their heart and their body and their minds are, are just as good as anybody else and they can you know go as high as they want to go, then you also get that permission because you've created that setting. You've created that stage. And that's that feeling of uh, true self-expression and, and shining. Everyone gets to shine. But there are so many people in the world that either don't know that they shine or are afraid to shine, don't have the resources to shine or don't have the, the support system to shine. That's where Leos come in. You can have people shine through um, charity work, through uh, agencies that, that uh, build up people's self-esteem or build up their, their uh, work resumes or build up their um, uh, qualifications. You can have anything that, that gives somebody more self-esteem. And you're the one facilitating that. And that's where you find your self-esteem is not just even in the facilitation, but in the fact that you feel good about the thing that you're offering. I know it. I am good at it. I can tell you what you need. I can tell you what's going to get you there. I can be there for you when you fall. I can be there for you when you fail, you know, and, and you can keep coming back and we'll, we'll continue to, to build you back up because we want you to, to succeed. So I think that makes sense for you from what you said about Leo's. For sure. A hundred percent. I love that. And also like one of my best friends is a teacher and she teaches uh, like lower income students and loves like, I mean, teachers have yeah so much going against them, yes, but she do. like loves what she does and it's awesome. Yeah. They're the ultimate cheerleaders. They really yeah. are. Yeah. A good teacher. It's, I mean... I don't mean to be trite. We all know what a good teacher can do. So I'm not even going to say it, but a good teacher, it changes your life. Yeah. Especially if you're working with, with um, marginalized communities of any kind, you know, where there there's very little hope unless you have somebody really pumping up your self-esteem Yeah, because that is really, you got to believe in yourself. And if you don't, I mean, cause this is you, you, you're starting from way behind, you know? And if you, if somebody sees your potential, if they see that you're a growing star, then that's the other issue is the unconscious, uh, the unconscious Leo can be very uh, jealous and comparison issues. Mm. So if somebody's outshining them or if somebody's getting attention that they want to have, or if somebody is, you know, they can blanket anybody who's on OnlyFans or something, because it's a sexual sign, because it's a fire sign. So they'll feel that, um, you know, that that comparison issue of somebody's getting more attention in the beauty realm or getting more attention in the career realm or the talent realm. So that's why it to change it into cheerleading and self-esteem makes it so much easier for you to simply shine, which is really what your purpose is here is to shine. Love it. Yeah. I love it. So then Virgo, do you know any Virgos? Yeah. My cousin's a Virgo. Perfect. So their asleep state or their unconscious state is criticism so and self-righteousness. And they're not wrong. A lot of, I mean, well, this is funny. <laughs> they're not wrong, but they're, they're, they're usually right about things. That's also, why, <laughs> that's also why they can have that smug sort of self-righteous attitude about it because they're not wrong about a lot. It's just that that doesn't really help with your relationships and that doesn't really help with 
keeping your environment uh, feeling as copacetic and, and calm and good as, as you think it would, because criticism should be to improve something, right? Or it should just be to point out something that can make something better. So your purpose actually is to improve things. It's to see the details of things. It's to make sure that things stay running smoothly, right? Like how many times, you know, we don't ever applaud the New York City subway to, for running appropriately, but we're really pissed off when it doesn't. So that's kind of Virgo. It's like, they don't even applaud you when, when everything's perfect, but they definitely will tell you when it's like not. So a Virgo is like, I've got to make sure everything's perfect and it's got to stay running smoothly because that's, you know, the way that, that anything is going to survive. But when it comes to your purpose and what you want to give to other people, that is what you want to give, but you want to give it when someone asks you. So that's the big difference is when a Virgo is giving this criticism without someone asking you, then that's when you're still in an asleep state. You're like, you are seeing your Well, it's funny because she's in medical school right now. And you know what kind of doctor she wants to become? What? A psychiatrist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different psychiatrists. You might find that niche, that good one. I mean, and and some people listen if that is being asked, right? That's it's what like, I'm saying. I'm, yeah, yeah somebody. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Somebody's yeah. asking them, yeah. "What's wrong with me? I need help. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Ask me. You need. Tell me you need help. And I'll help." And she was. Like, and no. growing up, she was like a junior Olympian figure skater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about detail. Talk yeah. about, and it's the body. It's all about the body. So you have to stay in physical, like top physical condition. But it's. The fire signs need to like work out and get their energy out. A Virgo is very particular about things. So they're the ones with the big germ issues. Pisces can be too, but really yes. Virgos. Yeah, big Stop. germ issues. Stop. Yeah. I know. Stop. Yeah. I cannot Especially wait to play Virgo this sons. Yes. Virgo's sons have a yes. really big germ issue. Yes, dude. Yeah. I'm just like, girl, you're in New York City. Yeah. All right? You're embarrassing yeah. me. Touch the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touch the pole. Give me your handkerchief. Stop it. You're going to get sick like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the detail thing. So being able to see things really, really uh, minutely. You know, that's where the anxiety comes from. Also, all of the mutable signs, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and uh, Virgo, they all have, I'm just going to say this blanketed, they mostly have anxiety. Like they're the ones with a lot of anxiety. The moons in those signs are even worse anxiety because that's your natural state. So, oh, you got you. Uh, which moon are you? Gemini moon. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, that's a super anxious person. Um, but that's your natural state. Like that's like who you are, and you don't let people see that. So, you remember what I said? The sun covers up the moon, so people don't see how anxious you are. I yeah, I can't with you right now. <laughs> this is. I'm just going to say this little anecdote real, real quick. When I first, when I finally started to get help for my um, anxiety. I remember my mom asking, she was like, well, how long have you been dealing with this? And I said, mom, I've always had anxiety from day one. It's sometimes it's at a one, sometimes it's at a seven, girl, sometimes it's at a 10, but it's always there. Yep. And so that is wild. Yeah. Those are the ones wild. with the worst thing. Yeah. The moon is really bad. The sun's like bad, but it's like, it's again, what you're trying to become. So you're going to try to overcome it. You're an Aries. So there's not overcoming it in your integrity. You're just anxious. <laughs> so, it's like a thing you live with <laughs> like, it's like okay it's a monster over here oh my god um, yeah so so that's for virgo virgo just wait for people to ask you are probably right you do probably have great advice you probably can see the minute details and that's it's a very small adjustment adjustment but for a virgo it's a hard adjustment so so that's just um i think you'll feel a lot more welcomed in the world <laughs> welcomed yeah. in the world if you wait for people to ask so then we have Libra, me, 
Libra. So the unconscious state or the asleep state of Libra is lying. So, yep, it's lying. <laughs> there's a there's a face here. Just, yep, yeah. <laughs> you can get to double lifeline, but it's more like lying in order to not have to deal with the truth or in order to not have to deal with the fallout or the anger of something or to it's a lot of people pleasing that happens with it, a lot of um just not wanting to confrontation, not wanting to uh it's like, I'm trying not to give you Pisces words because we can be a little similar in this way where Pisces is a little bit more, um, escapist. We are more, we'll say what we need to say in order to get the situation to go the way we want it to go. Manipulative. Yeah. Well, let's call it manipulative. <laughs> manipulative. <laughs> it can be, yeah, it's manipulative. Yeah. And the reason is, and, and for, and I'm not trying to give myself any leniency because I had to walk through this stuff, but it can be for the fact that we saw a lot of anger growing up. So again, your your natal chart is what you saw as a child. So my natal chart, uh, my sun sign shows me mediating or having to understand two sides or being afraid of anger because other people were, got really angry at me. So it's kind of trying to, it's manipulating something, but they don't even realize that they're manipulating themselves as well. They don't know that they're putting themselves into a freaking corner over here and like they can't get out of it. So it's, yes. it's, yeah, you can't, like, they aren't, yeah, Libras aren't writing down their lives. They're just going, well, how do I get to, to this destination? <laughs> like, let's Girl, all the wow. So their conscious self or the, what they want to move into and their, their gift in the world is honesty. That really is the gift because they, they're right before Scorpio where Scorpio can see under the surface, Libras see above the surface and they can see what's fair and unfair. And when they're able to evolve into the integrity of Libra, it is justice. It's saying, listen, you and I may want different things or you, may, you and I may have, like, think different things or, or have different expectations, but that doesn't make any, mine any less valid. And I'm also saying that doesn't make yours any less valid. But we're going to have to talk about the fact that we are discordant right now or there's something off or there's something that I'm not that I need to bring to the surface because we need to talk about it because it's a problem. It's in, and learning how to be honest and giving the other person the chance to be honest, get it, giving the other person that, that safe space to say what's truly on their mind as well. And being able to stand there and decide really with everything out in the open, what is the best course of action? It's the least sexy of all the signs. <laughs> that's the flir- That's where all the flirty stuff comes from. I'm a Leo rising though. So it's like probably worse for me <laughs> because it's like also super expressive, but I, just realized recently, I never tell people when something is wrong with me. Mm. Ever. Like, I think I told you the other day, but I don't, that's the only reason I did was because I, we had something it's scheduled. scheduled. I was like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like I'll tell like, right. I'll tell a couple of people just because maybe I have to get it out. But other than that, it is a smile on my face. It is a, how are you doing? I don't want you to focus on me because that it's, that for me is a safe space. Like I don't like going into it with people. I don't like to, you know, reveal a lot of things. So when I have to get honest, you, you brought me to a place, you Mm -hmm. know, like if I seem flirty, it's because this is the easiest way for me to go throughout life. You know, it's the easiest uh, social interactions I can have, you know, instead of, instead of giving you how I really feel, not many people would be able to stand around me for a long period of time. So it's acknowledging other people want a certain atmosphere, want a certain mood. So I could be dishonest all day or, you know, it doesn't seem dishonest. 
But when we get to that honest place, that's when I have to show up as, you know, a person with that integrity is Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what's really going on and what's really in my mind. And you can tell me and I'm going to have to take that if it's different Mm -hmm. than what I need. I love this. Let's talk about those scorpions. Oh, my God. Scorpios. Scorpios. They're super (laughs) intense. Their asleep state is power. So and so is Taurus, but Taurus's power is like, I have the resources. Scorpio's power is also manipulative, but it's emotionally manipulative. So it's like, I'm going to get in there any way that I can in order to have a, a relationship kind of need me or, or we're, we're now trauma bonding or we are uh, getting very close to each other. Sexuality can happen almost too quickly sometimes because they want to bond so fast. And once you have sex with someone, there is a a chemical uh, change inside of you, or you're just as close as you possibly can be. So now more can be expected, or more can be, you know, you can go deeper. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for a Scorpio, it's a survival mechanism. It's not a purpose mechanism. So they can also do things that are shocking, but they're shocking in like, um, intuitive, uh, piercing ways. Like I see something in you, or they're very good at x-ray vision of things. Like they know when, you know, somebody's breaking up, even if you could never tell, or they know, like they're so good, they're so perceptive, but what their purpose is, their gift is transformation and empowerment. That's why they make some incredible, uh, well, psychics and psychologists. Because they're always looking for another layer. They're always looking for the impetus or the the um, why. Why did you do that? They're so investigative. They want to see your your motivation, right? So when they're when they come to their purpose or when they have their gift, it's to empower you. They give you a truth that empowers you instead of communicating in a way that gets you closer to them. So mm. a lot of Scorpios will reveal something about you that you are like, what? Or they're very uh, intensely, you know, t- clued into you, just like listening to you, staying very uh, uh, connected to your psyche. And they say things that like, like they drop these very deep bombs where you're just like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden something in you starts to transform because mm. it's, you learned something you didn't know before. So it's like they're giving you their power rather than using you for power. I love that. Yeah, that it's one of the it's so incredible to watch a Scorpio transform and Scorpio risings because you can actually see it on them. It's almost like they go from literally one stage to another. I'm watching one person go through like they just broke up with someone. It's like poison just dripped out of their body. And now like their skin is is, uh, back to healthy. Their hair is growing back out like it's total transformation. because That's the physical body. So when a Scorpio changes, the reason it's a fixed sign, right? And this is, this took me a long time to understand. Scorpio fixed signs, they change once. And it's not that they don't change multiple times, but in that one way, they change once. Like a caterpillar changes into a butterfly once. This You will learn it once. Yeah. And then you're a different person now. It's not that you, you know, oh, well, I, I learned my lesson. It's like, oh, we're different now. You know, like this can't happen to me because I have a different ego. Like my soul is looking for something else now or, or it's opened mm. up in some way. So that's their power is the power of transformation empowerment. And then we have Sagittarius. Sagittarius is optimism. Um, their sleep state would be to uh, not listen to anybody. They can be very um, clued into their own beliefs and, you know, what they think the world should be. They can be a bit dogmatic. They can get on their own high horse. They all have some belief system that everybody needs to hear about and that everybody should follow. 
be it, you know, something spiritual to some diet, diet uh, trend to some, you know, tra travel destination, like everybody has to hear about it. But they're really bad at listening. They're really bad at letting other people affect them. So their purpose and their gift is actually listening. Because when somebody asks them questions or communicates to them, they probably have gone into that direction and can give them wisdom. So Sagittarius goes and experiences things. That's why they're a mutable sign. They get changed, right? Like they, they it's not transformation, but like it's different when you go to Paris for, for seven days, they went to Paris for four months and have their favorite cafe they're going to tell you about. You know, mm. like it's a different thing because they went and lived the Parisian life, ate the Parisian dishes, um, you know, bought or stayed in a Parisian hotel, not hotel, uh, apartment, you know, like really immersed themselves into this uh, world. So when they actually get to talk about something in this purpose state, they can inspire people to want to go off into their own destinations and give them optimism because a lot of people with anxiety will get very scared to come out of a shell and do things that they feel are too scary to do or they're just going to be overwhelmed to do it. So a Sagittarian can give you that sense of um, wanderlust and uh, excitement for the future and the ability to move forward in your life, you know? So I will, mm -hmm. This is the other thing Sagittarians will do when they're in a sleep state. They will put they will put their foot in their mouth so hard. <laughs> but it's like they'll just they go too quick. They're just like I'm gonna say this thing. Oh, <laughs> and it's not even like it's so funny. It's like it'll be actually a mistake, not even like uh, you know the blunder of some kind. Because they, a lot of times they'll speak before they think. So that's another thing that that's why you want to let people ask you questions, or you want to take the whole scene in. The, the bird's eye view, the broader perspective. So we have two more. So Capricorn is next. Capricorn's asleep state is controlling people. So it's uh, delegating, but delegating when it's not necessary. And it making sure everybody's on task and on time, but in a way that, that you know, people didn't ask to be, or they, they aren't mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, there to be. And it's also mis misutilizing people. So making people do things that maybe that's not the best thing that they can do, or maybe that's not the thing they can do. So a, a Capricorn in a conscious state is a manager of themselves, a, has great discipline, and also is able to see in you what's great about your managerial style, the things that you're really good at, and they'll utilize you in the right way. So, Or they'll tell you what to do that's going to really work well for you in the career world. So if you're going to go to a career consultant, I'm not saying go to a Capricorn, but go with that mindset of tell me what it is that I'm good at and how to make that better for me or how to t manage my time better or how to get more done or how to be more disciplined. So it's it don't, yeah, it's like getting out of that asleep state of like trying to make everybody do everything or um, saying, you know, I got up by my bootstraps or whatever. Nobody cares. Like everybody yeah. just wants yeah. to do what they can do best and they want to, you know, live up. So Aquarius, we talked a little bit about Aquarius. They're very unique. But their asleep state is to think that being unique is enough or um, using their uniqueness in order to differentiate themselves, saying that they're outsiders, alienated, no one gets them, no one understands them. And they push even further away from people because they're uh, more afraid of not being accepted, really, than they are necessarily of being different. So it's more afraid of rejection, right? So an Aquarian in a, uh, a conscious state is someone who understands that everybody's unique. Everybody's got a weird side about them. Everybody's, you know, somebody, every person has a conspiracy theory they're not really talking to people about, or they are they're part of a club that they aren't telling anybody about, you know, and, and knowing that, that's when they can really reach those humanitarian heights of, well, everybody should be then protected because we're all, you know, 
equally human and we all are equal. Those are the ones that are like the Bernie Sanders of the world or, you know, wanting Mm. everybody to have a say and everybody to be represented because it's impossible to judge somebody just off of their quirks or off of their differences. Right. So your purpose is, is to continue being quirky, but also to, um, in that example, basically say, you know, you can be whoever you are. You are your own unique eccentric self, uh, whether you want to present it or not. And it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not affected by it. I'm just expressing myself. And I, I'm sure you're just expressing yourself. And then Pisces, Pisces, a sleep state is um, fantasy, imagination. That's that flakiness. It's idealism. It's the person that will completely create an, like a relationship with somebody without ever talking to them simply because the second that you talk to someone, you have to become a real person. They're a real person and now anything can happen. <laughs> so they can um, avoid things a lot because they don't want things to become imperfect or, or different mm. or weird. Uh, like Meaning like, you know, I'm not seen as perfect. They're no longer perfect. So the conscious state is to say that we're all kind of quirks on a, you know, bobbin in the big ocean of life and everything happens to all of us. And, you know, knowing that something is greater, these are the people that would really benefit from spirituality, from connecting to something greater, because it it gives them the idealism that they're really looking for without having to pin it on a, a human being. And that's your purpose. Your purpose is to put out into the world that art that nobody's seen before or um, to work through climate change, to get to that humanitarian level like an aquarium, but dream even bigger, even further past there and be able to bring that into reality. And instead of putting it onto human beings or putting it onto a relationship or putting it onto, you know, you can have muses or you can have things like that, but your purpose is more so to give people a, a dream to live up to an aspiration that, that we can all agree upon, even if it's not here yet, or a um, beauty that we haven't seen yet. Um, innovation happens from that because like, look at the iPhone. It's, it's like a Pisces dream, even if it was innovated by a, a fire sign, you know, it's like, this yeah. is the, the imagination that went into how it looks and what it does. And that's, that's the whole thing. So that's a, a Pisces purpose is to give us a dream that we can all move towards. I loved this. I loved learning about all these different signs, especially because like as an Aries, I really don't know that much about other signs. I'm like, I just know about me. I know. <laughs> so I loved learning. I feel like this is like the shadow aspect and the light aspect of yeah. like, you know, different signs. But also if you did this just the way I did and just thought about all the people in your life, it's kind of it's cool, especially if you've known them for quite some time. It's really cool to look at their transformation yeah. into like, I mean, for the pe- honestly, Say what you will, could be coincidence, right? But I'm not going to say that it is. The people that we've been talking, or the people that I've been thinking about, I should say, in my life that are these different signs, it's incredible. It's It matches 100%. To watch dude. their even, maturity. Yeah, their maturity yeah, process. Yeah, even I can tell you that I'm Scorpio rising. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. So, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. You see yourself change. Yeah, girl. girl. Okay, <laughs> here we go. You like, mm-hmm. do you see my hair growing out? Do you see my Y'all skin see my glowing? skin. <laughs> exactly. You see this skin glowing? I transformed. <laughs> and going back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This was incredible. Will you tell the baddies how they can support you, where they can find you, all of the ways that they can continue to learn and uh, appreciate everything that you have to offer us? Yes. Well, just go to theaquarian.com. That's T-H-E-A-Q-U-A-R-E-A-N.com. And there's all sorts of stuff on my homepage. I have a new tarot ebook that's coming out. It might be out by the time this is up. 
I have a new cardamancy deck uh, that's coming out. It's going to come out on Kickstarter by the end of the month. So you can sign up to the, give me your email address if you want to know about it. It's a different form of fortune telling. And um, I am opening up for astrology and tarot and uh, probably a lot more other stuff, but it's, I can't even think of it. We're both just so piled on with work. We're doing the most. Right? So those are the two main things, especially if you really have wanted to fortune tell. Um, cardamancy is amazing. But if you have a tarot deck like you do, and you want meanings that actually make sense, um, I would check out my tarot ebook because that is, uh, I liter- that's all my definitions. These are all my meanings from years of going through all this stuff. I'm definitely going to get that ebook. I can't wait. I'm excited. Thank you so much for coming on today and for making my day so much brighter and all of our listeners and just being yourself. You're incredible. Thank you, Elizabeth. And I can't wait for the next time. Me too, girl. I love it. Mm, feeling good now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baddies. What did you think? I hope that you loved that episode. It was super fun. I hope that you're excited to finish out this year. Go forward into 2024. I know we're a little bit of a ways away, but you know, summer's over. Let's go into the last quarter of the year just feeling good, feeling on top of the world, feeling ready to expand, to become our best selves all those things. One of the reasons I love to do this show is because I love to teach about intrinsic and extrinsic beauty. And, you know, extrinsic beauty, skincare, I can teach you all that. I can teach you how to be fly. But intrinsic, how to be spiritually aware, how to feel good in yourself, how to be a good person, how to be empathetic, how to be your best self. That is what I think that the world is really you know, missing a lot of, and it's what I love to share with you. So I hope that that's what you get from these episodes that aren't directly related to skincare, but are just different ways for you to reconnect with yourself so that we are just gorgeous creatures inside and out. All right, baddies, next week, we're going to be back talking about vitamin A. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for next week's episode. Vitamin A, I always thought honestly was an antioxidant, but she is like an antioxidant plus, like does so many of the great things antioxidants do work together, but do a little bit more. So I'm excited, really excited to share all of that with y'all. Again, if you found value in today's show, do me the favor uh, of leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. It really helps to grow this community and I love this community and I love y'all. So thank you so much. You can DM or email your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week and your um, beauty baddie Hall of Fame inductee nominees on Instagram at the True Beauty Podcast, or you can email me truebeautypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow my personal Instagram. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. You can make a virtual skincare appointment at truebeautybrooklyn.com. Or if you live locally, you can come hang with me. You can also make an in-person appointment at truebeautybrooklyn.com. And that's all. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.